Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I know I'm a bit late. I know <laughs> the Monday Night Raw results normally come out on Monday or early Tuesday morning. It is Tuesday afternoon. College has got me overwhelmed right now. So uh, Titanic is not picking up the Raw review. So I'm going to run through and do a little bit of the Raw review for you guys. They open up tonight's show with the entrance of WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. Comes out to the ring and thanks the WWE Universe for supporting him during his bout with COVID-19. He then dedicates his match against Bill Goldberg at Royal Rumble on Sunday to everyone dealing with COVID before um, being interrupted, of course, by uh, Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison uh, says that him and Goldberg can end up injuring each other, capitalize cash and money in the bank. Goldberg then comes out to the ring. Uh, Goldberg hits Miz with a beautiful spear. Drew McIntyre hits Morrison with a Claymore kick. And then Goldberg and McIntyre face off in the ring, and we are left with that. We then see a graphic for Asuka defending her Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss later tonight, and then it cuts to a graphic of Charlotte taking on Shayna, which is up next, and we go to commercial break. We come back. We get a backstage interview from Charlotte about Sasha, uh, from Charlotte about Shayna as they are heading to the ring. I'm so used to hearing about Charlotte and Sasha that, that that's what almost came out. But uh, we get the interview with Valair talking about um, the things all the way back to Lacey Evans and her dad and then talking about Shayna and being uh, a self-proclaimed queen and things like that. We get uh, we get a few minutes of Flair versus Baszler. They lock up. Uh, Nia then ends up, uh, you know, Shana, Charlotte hits Nia with a baseball slide, drop kick from the, from the ringside, and then uh, – she locks in the figure eight. Nia breaks that up. They get the disqualification. Charlotte Flair would beat Shayna Baszler via disqualification. Shayna and Nia are beating down on Charlotte. After the match, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out to help Charlotte. Lacey Evans then shows up. We go back to commercial break. Then we come back and, oh, my God, we're in a six-woman tag match with Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooks, and Mandy Rose taking on Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Lacey Evans. And then Shayna Baszler somehow got counted out. Then uh, <laughs> just a clusterfuck. Let me just be honest with you here. Real clusterfuck as somehow Adam Pearson's up at ringside, restarts the match at the, the behest of Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, and Lacey Evans. They then defeat Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Charlotte Flair via pinfall. Then we get a taped promo from Ali who talks about why Retribution is targeting Kofi Kingston ahead of Slapjack's match against Xavier Woods up next as we go to commercial break. Come back, and then we've got Slapjack with Retribution and Xavier Woods in the ring. Xavier Woods goes right after Slapjack with a fury of high-paced moves, cuts him off. Uh, Xavier, you know, kind of got beat down a little bit. Uh, Xavier then does pin Slapjack after a Shining Wizard. Uh, Slapjack does... Uh, kick out a couple of other things goes on and then xavier woods picks up the victory and then everybody attacks xavier woods laying him after the match he tells kofi that he's going to take his spot in the royal rumble match backstage r-truth talks to riddle about how he thinks that the hurt business got him 24 gold carrots for his birthday and then we go to commercial break we come back to hurt businesses in the ring they give you know everybody's got a belt but mvp so they give him a nice gold necklace that says thb the Hurt Business. Um, then R-Truth comes out. Uh, the 24-7 division comes out chasing him. Shelton takes out several superstars. Riddle shows up, slides into the ring, hits the knee on the flash knee, the whatever it's called, final flash knee on MVP. Before we go to commercial break, we come back. Adam Pierce is backstage where he runs into R-Truth, hiding 
posing like the um, the the statue there that was getting ready to swing the bat, like he was going to swing the belt. He says he wants to uh, go into the rumble and he wants to to earn his spot and all that good stuff. But he calls it the uh, Money in the Bank match. AJ Styles shows up, and now we have a match between Iran. The Truth Killings or R-Truth and AJ Styles. We get a recap of our opening segment earlier tonight from Drew McIntyre and Goldberg facing off and them dispatching the Miz and Morrison duo. Then we get Morrison versus Sheamus. Sheamus would pick up that victory after the match. Miz immediately challenges Sheamus to a two-on-one handicap match as we go to commercial break. We come back. The Miz and Morrison defeat Sheamus via pinfall. Backstage, Ric Flair is teaching Lacey Evans how to escape several holds before Charlotte walks in. Uh, Lacey leaves before Charlotte and Rick talk. Charlotte tells Rick that he's going from legend to old man and that she's not the bad guy before Lacey drops her with the woman's right and stomps Charlotte. Lacey and Rick then leave Charlotte on the ground going into commercial break. Coming back from commercial break, we have AJ Styles versus R-Truth. Uh, AJ Styles would defeat R-Truth via submission. Then they get a recap of Randy's mass promo last week before we go to the ring for this week's edition of Alexis Playground ahead of her challenge, which it was actually not in the ring. It was in the back in the ring stage setup. Um, Alexis shows a recap of her defeating Oscar in a non-title match as well as her intimidating Oscar and scaring her uh, when Oscar was on last week's playground. Then we get the gauntlet match. Riddle must defeat every member Um of the Hurt Business, except Bobby Lashley, of course, to earn a U.S. title shot. If he does not defeat every member, he does not earn that title shot. Riddle would then go on to defeat not only Shelton Benjamin, but MVP and Cedric Alexandra to win the gauntlet to earn the opportunity to face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship later on down the road. After defeating all the members of Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley would then come out and attack Riddle from behind, leaving him laying after putting him in the hurt lock and throwing him around like a rag doll. We get a graphic, and this was a graphic that had not been promoted on TV, and I think they'd have done better ratings if they promoted that Edge was going to be on the show. But as far as I know, there was no promotion of the fact that the rated R superstar Edge was going to be on Raw last night, which he technically wasn't on Raw. It was a video package. But it was a very moving video package. But we get the graphic that Edge will be making his return to Raw after seven months and then we go to commercial break. We come back to the taped promo from Edge, and I will just pull that up here. Give me one second here, and I will try to get that promo brought up and see what we can find out here. But uh, Edge comes on to the screen and uh, does his little promo. Well, I'll try to pull that up here in a minute. Um, Edge gives us a taped promo. And like I said, I will try to pull that up so y'all can hear that clip for yourselves before I close this out. Um, if not, I will just tell you what he said, but we get the tape promo. Then we get the WWE Raw Women's Championship match, which is Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss defeats Asuka via disqualification, but Asuka retains due to champion's advantage. Now, the burned Randy Orton would appear out of nowhere to hit Alexa with an RKO as the referee has disappeared. Uh, the lights had gone down. Asuka was pretty much out of it for a minute. You know, Bliss had the upper hand. Fairly good segment here. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed 
a lot of what they're doing with Bliss right now. Um, the segment was fairly good. She, she, you know, the lights came down. She, they came back up. She's the evil Bliss, not the good Bliss. She's not wanting to play fair. She's ready to take on any challenge that comes her way. She was going to win. She was going to be the new Raw Women's Champion. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Randy Orton appears with his burned, made-up face because God knows that that fireball didn't hit him. They're, you know, their editing quality has improved. I give them that. When they showed us that Randy got hit with the fireball, they've edited that to where it looks like it actually hit him. When we all watched the first original footage of it hitting him, it didn't hit him as directly as the footage shows. But we get the, the footage anyway of Randy now in a mask and burnt, but he he's, he's doing what he needs to do to build the ankle. And that's, you know, good. Maybe it'll turn out to be something better, but we're now joined. I have the footage of edge here. You can't sleep on tomorrow. You got a dream. You got to wake up. You got to reach for it. You got to fight for it. Every day. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So sometimes you find yourself in a place you got to pick yourself up. Just for so far. Bear with me, okay? Ten years ago, after WrestleMania, I went to bed as the reigning heel and the champion. Top of the world. Within a week, and forfeit that championship. My championship. My career. The only career I've ever won. And I'll, I'll never forget when I told my mom that I was going to be a wrestler. She said, well, let's go do it. The simple words, right? But those simple words, they were the, they were the jet fuel that let the fire in my gut. To make me fight for nine years. Get my career back, my dream back. I'm in a backlash. Randy Orton. Kill my triceps. And gave me another reminder in case I forgot or in case I needed it that everything you hold dear, everything you hold close can be torn away from you just like that. But you can't live in that space. You gotta fight. And I know what my mom would say. It's Adam. So with that in mind, I am entering the Royal Rumble. I know it won't be like last year. 
higher. So I need to win the Royal Rumble. I need to main event WrestleMania and take back what I never lost. What is mine? fight to make that dream a reality and after all around the land going to fight with every fiber of my being with every breath left in my body to make to make this maybe far-fetched dream come true now if you've been with me on this ride from the brood until now you know i gotta try because a, a world without dreamers, a world without fighters, is a much less magical place. It's Henry Ford. He said, uh, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. And that was Edge last night on WWE Monday Night Raw, declaring himself in to this year's Royal Rumble match. Uh, good luck to Edge. We hope that, uh, you know, hopefully he is fully recovered from his injuries that he sustained back at Backlash. And we hope that he moves forward in his attempt to claim his dream. It would be great to see Edge in the Rumble and to see, you know, what he can and can't do going forward um raw was fairly decent i was not uh, overly impressed with it they had some really good segments they had some real shit clusterfuck segments where i uh i didn't understand half of what was going on like with the women's match it getting started over and over again um it, it was just ridiculous um I do know that they did the Superstar Spectacular today. Um, I'll just kind of run over some results. I have not watched it yet myself, but um, I have been extremely busy. Um, from what I understand, this is to WWE will celebrate India's Republic Day with Superstar Spectacular, which is a showcasing of Indian-inspired action, um, which was very... A very interesting situation, but WWE Superstar Spectacular results from 126 here. Video package narrated by Triple H showcasing Indian culture and history in WWE. We get Finn Balor defeating Guru Raja. Not even sure who that is. Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Giant, Zanjir, and Dishler Shaki defeat King Corbin, Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Dolph Ziggler. AJ Styles would defeat Jeet Roma. New Day, Xavier Woods, and Big E team up one more time to take on the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Oh, wait, nope. They introduce a Bollywood performance. My bad. They introduce a Bollywood performance from Spinning Carnivals Can Canvas. I don't know. Great Kali makes a surprise appearance. Serena Sandhu and Charlotte Flair defeat Bailey and Natalia. Ric Flair introduces the main event of the evening, which features Drew McIntyre and Injus Shear. Raku and Shava 
I'm not sure. Uh, they defeat Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood boys, Samir and Singh, Shanu Singh. I'm guessing those were Jinder Mahal's uh, tag partners. I haven't really watched this, so this is just secondhand information. I won't lie to you. WWE Superstar Spectacular was uh, apparently you know, a fairly decent, entertaining segment. I will try to watch some of it. I have not watched any of it. Titanic would be more informed on that, but I wanted to throw that in here with the raw results. Before I get back to doing the college thing, guys, I do apologize. I know that Impact is tonight. You'll get your Impact results on the same day as I give you your AEW Dynamite to save time and to save my sanity because I have so much going on. Um. As a matter of fact, I have so much going on that I actually have to miss class tomorrow because the kids have virtual days at school, and so I'm going to be at home doing virtual day for myself on college and virtual day for the kids on their school. And so it's an interesting, interesting, integral part of our lives now as we have this COVID pandemic still going on, and it's going to be there for a while. It's not going to change. Hopefully by next semester. We'll be back on campus and I'll be writing my papers and doing my homework all in class and not uh, having to bring a lot of it home with me like I have to now. But it is what it is, guys. We appreciate your love and support. Thank you to everyone who has given us shout outs. I hope you all enjoyed the second part of Buster, H.R. Johnson and Sexy Sam Dollar with my good brother from another mother, the best friend I've ever had, Mr. Titanic, doing his thing and loving it. Loved every minute of it. I listened to both podcasts myself. I, I listened to them before editing them and putting them in. And I'll tell you right now, I edited nothing out because that's what we like. We like the raw, bare truth. I don't sugarcoat shit for anyone. I never have and I never will. I'm not a um, – I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to give you the truth. If you don't want to hear the truth, don't listen to the podcast because I'll tell you right now, if I think something's the drizzling shits, if I think it's the worst book crap I've ever seen, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm not overly pleased with some of the shit AEW is doing right now, and I tell you that. And I'm more pro AEW than I am WWE, and I will be until they piss me off and do dumb shit. And some of the shit they're doing right now is dumb. I'll say that. Um and I hear everybody. I hear the comments about Cody, 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 Cody. I get it. Some of you just don't like Cody. Some of you don't realize what Cody's doing. Cody is the face of that company because Cody is the main attraction to that company. He was the one that had the idea. Now, granted, the Young Bucks are there, too, and everybody's pissed because they're the champs now. But think about it this way. Back in the day when the NWA was running, and I'll leave you with this thought. This will be the last thing I rant about today. I won't rant long because I have the shit to do. But think about it this way. Back in the day when you had Vern Gagne running AWA, you had the NWA guys running their show. You had everybody running independent territories. Von Erichs in WCCW, they put the belt on the Von Erichs or someone that they paid very well and they had in their pocket that they trusted. AWA, Ganya carried that belt most of the time himself. NWA, they put it on someone that they all voted on that paid for their, you know, that, that earned that spot, but they had in their pocket that they could control. Eddie Graham did the same thing. The Gilberts did the same. Lawler in Memphis, Tennessee did the same damn thing. When you run a company, you have to trust the guy you put the belt on. They trusted Moxley, so Moxley had it for a year. They trusted Jericho. Jericho had it until he lost it to Moxley. We've had three 
AEW World Champions. Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and now Kenny Omega. Granted, I don't get the concept of turning Kenny Hill just to put the belt on him. I don't get what they're doing, but I like it. Am I a fan of Don Callis? Hell no, I'm not a fan of Don Callis. Hundreds of people out there may be fans of Don Callis, but I am not a fan of Don Callis. Now, are they doing some good shit? Yeah, they're doing some good shit. They're cross-promoting here. They're going to Impact. They're going to AEW. They're mismashing everything together and giving you a different flavor of whiskey for you to enjoy besides the watered-down shit that you get from WWE. There is so much wrestling out there. You've got Ring of Honor. You've got NWA trying to make a comeback under Billy Corgan. Now, do I watch NWA all the time? No, but do I check in and see what they're doing? Yes. Yes, you better bet your ass I do. There's MLW. There's Ring of Honor. There's New Japan, which is tearing down damn doorways and breaking barriers and pushing through. You've got to think about the concept. You don't just put a belt on somebody because the fans like him. You put a belt on somebody that you know is going to carry the weight of the stress of being a champion, the travel and the weight of defending that belt. Even though AEW doesn't defend their belt nightly, they still make that championship matter. To me, the AEW championship matters more than the WWE championships because I'm sick of, first of all, sick of Roman Reigns. Why he's got the belt doesn't make any sense. There's several other talent that deserves that chance that would not abandon that company if they were properly used. That's another, you know, that's a, that's another rant for another day. But you can get pissed about Cody being there. You can get pissed about the Bucks putting the belts on themselves. Bitch about Kenny putting the belt on himself because he's a part of that executive team too. Hangman Page, as far as I know, is, is a part of that executive team too, but he's not as openly about it as everyone else. But you don't see them downgrading their employees. You don't see them downgrading their product the way others do. Now, I, I do see where they've downgraded some of their product, and that's, you know, that's on them. But for all around efforts, I'd give WWE a solid C plus. For Monday Night Raw. Superstar Spectacular I haven't watched, so I'm not going to grade it because I don't know how the matches look. Um, there was a lot of clusterfuckery on Raw with the women's match. The gauntlet match was fairly well handled. The fact that Sheamus wrestled twice. You know, they're, they're, they're overusing talent. They've got so much fucking talent they need to showcase instead of just main eventing Three hours of Raw on the same shit each week. That's the problem. And I love what Tony Khan said. Hell no, we don't want three hours of Dynamite. We like the two hours we have. We want another hour to showcase other talent. That's what it's about. See, WWE doesn't get that concept, I don't think. And now, now they've signed this deal with Peacock, so they're losing ESPN support. And there's so much shit going on in WWE right now. I don't even know how long WWE is going to be around because they are pissing people off and they are losing ground. Not only with fans, but with ratings, but with other big corporations and companies. And now now ESPN, there's an opening there for AEW and TNT and everybody to work together. So WWE's got to be careful who they piss off because that could lose them a lot in the future. Granted, they got a big deal here with Peacock. But you, you, we don't know the full details of this. So we don't know how serious it is, how big of a help it's going to be, or any of that. We know that NBC Sports is being shut down. And the WWE you know, may lose NXT on, on, on Wednesday nights on USA due to that switch and due to that loss and due to going to Peacock. And that's why they're going to Peacock. So I, I don't know. There's so much going on. We haven't got all the complete details to it. But we know ESPN uh, is, is officially done with WWE. They've taken down all the content and they are 
very upset with the fact that WWE chose Peacock as the streaming app and that WWE. And, and for those of you that don't know, all of you American subscribers to the WWE Network, now you'll be buying the Peacock subscription instead of the WWE Network subscription. So uh, that's going to be a change for a lot of people. But anyway, uh, I hope my point over the belt thing for, for Cody and then which Cody can't be can't be AEW champion. He can never challenge for the belt again. He made that stipulation himself. But I, I hope that kind of brought some of it together. If you haven't ever actually gone back and studied wrestling like myself, like Titanic and many of the guys that we know that have been in this business and actually understand why things are done, you always, you know, you need to do that. If you're a true wrestling fan, you need to go back and you need to understand why they book some of the things the way they do. Now, on WWE, it makes no sense why they book some of the shit the way they do. But if you think about it in AEW, they use a lot of the old traditional standards. So you need to kind of go back and you need to understand some of those old traditional standards before you judge, pass judgment on on their product and, and what you think is is wrong there. Now, I mean, there's plenty wrong there, but... Like I said, that's another that's another argument for another podcast when me and Titanic sit back down and we deep dive into each other's thoughts and opinions on where wrestling's at today. And that's a long way off right now, especially with college being where it is. But I do apologize for getting Raw's results out to you late. But I want to thank everyone for their continued love and support of wrestling with the local shout out once again to Buster Hellraiser Johnson. Check him out on YouTube as Buster H.R. Johnson. Check out some of the stuff that him and Sexy Sam Dollar have been doing over there on their YouTube page. And, of course, always find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. There will be a YouTube video coming soon. Nothing major, but coming soon. Um, and always share the podcast, share the love. And if you want to support us, you're more than welcome to support the link on Anchor. Or you can email us at ccwawrestling at yahoo.com if you have a request for us to review a product or review a, uh, a show. And tell you our opinion on the booking and try to give you some insight because we do have some insight. We do have some notes over some of the old shows as to why they booked it the way they booked it and things like that. We can give you as much insight as we possibly can. But uh, don't hold us liable because our views are our views and we are very opinionated and we tell it like it is. We don't sugarcoat shit around here at Wrestling with the Locals. With that said, y'all have a great Tuesday evening. Enjoy your impact tonight. Get ready for AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night and NXT tomorrow night as well. Uh, God bless everyone. Hope you have a great day. Back to the homework I go. Thank you guys and, and we really, really do appreciate you guys. Hope you all enjoyed the show.